This episode is brought to you by Crisp. What is Crisp? It is a software that automatically mutes background noise in any communication app. No more embarrassing dog barks, traffic noises, crying babies, and family chatters when you are doing your calls from home or the nearby cafe. With Crisp, those noises will be muted and your caller will not be able to hear any of them. Not only is it able to remove your background noises, it can also even remove the ones coming from your caller. So all you get is high-quality audio without the distractions. Crisp supports any devices and over 800 apps such as Zoom, Teams and WebEx. It is perfect for professionals working from home or public workspaces without worrying about background noises. Try out the world's best AI-powered noise-cancelling technology for free. Simply go to adriantan.com.sg slash crisp to get started. You won't regret this. This episode is also brought to you by Grammarly. Compose bold, clear, mistake-free writing with Grammarly's AI-powered writing assistant. With Grammarly, your grammar will be perfect every time, whether it is a business proposal, emails, or your resumes. It automatically points out grammatical mistakes and provides a one-click feature to make that correction for you. From grammar and spelling to tone and style, Grammarly helps you eliminate errors and find the perfect words to express yourself. Grammarly works on Gmail, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all your favorite sites. It even works on your phone and tablet too. Now everyone can be a great writer and write brilliantly. Get started for free and find out what you can accomplish with the power of Grammarly at your fingertips. Go to adriantan.com.sg slash Grammarly to download Grammarly onto your devices today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Adrian Tan Show. My guest today is Stephanie Nash. She's the Chief People Officer and Head of Global Ventures at Chapman B. She is also the co-creator of the recently launched Thrive HR Exchange, a global community platform for HR professionals to find and exchange inspirations, ideas, insights that is relevant to the role, career and the future of work. In this role, she provides guidance across a broad portfolio of business interests and innovations in human resources. This includes Chapman CG, a global HR executive search firm, the Thrive HR Exchange, an online community platform for HR professionals, and investments in HR technology startups. She has more than two decades of experience as a human resources leader working across the United States, Asia, Australia, and South America. During this time, she served in senior HR roles for Fortune 500 companies, including Vice President of HR APEC at Elegant, Senior HR APEC at Microsoft, and Group HR at BHP Billiton. Prior to joining Chapman V, Stephanie held the role of Chief People Officer at Redmond, where she oversaw the growth of the Singapore-based technology and e-commerce platform. Please welcome my guest, Stephanie Nash. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for coming on to the show. Hi, Adrian. Nice to be here. Let's begin by telling us a bit more about Thrive HR. What is Thrive HR? So the Thrive HR Exchange is a platform that we recently launched, and we are focusing on the exchange of inspiration, innovation, and insights amongst HR professionals globally. And is this something just centered in Singapore? Are, are you looking to provide this regionally? That, that's a great question, Adrian. This is actually a global platform that we've launched, which takes into account and recognizes the global HR community that we've built over the years, not only inside Singapore, but elsewhere globally. 
Right. So as and given the name Thrive HR, I would assume that your target audience would be HR practitioner uh, and HR professional. So if I'm a HR professional and I were to jump into a platform, what what would they be seeing? What would, what could they expect to be seeing? So we are focusing really on the intersection of what we would consider traditional HR and the future of HR. So the site is structured in a way where we're delivering and sharing content in various forms and fashions, whether it be articles, blogs, podcasts, videos that have been generated or curated from experts and professionals around the world. And the areas of focus for us are around inspiration and leadership, HR technology and innovation, health and well-being, and governance and sustainability. So in addition to finding different information and insights to read about or listen to, we also have created a number of events that we offer from various time zones in our areas of focus that tap into our diverse network of experts around the world. And additionally, we're fostering the community of HR professionals globally by using Slack. How many members do you have right now? Do you call them members? We we will have members of our community. We are launching a membership platform. We've been in pilot mode for the last few months as we got going in the July timeframe. Currently, we have more than 40,000 followers uh, amongst the various channels that we engage with, and we have a couple of hundred uh, members at this time. And which countries are they primarily coming from? You know, Adrian, we're actually quite global. We see our followers really in thirds between Asia Pacific, the Americas, and Europe, Middle East, Africa. I would say that we have a stronger base at the moment in Singapore and Southeast Asia because this is where we've really started and we have been emphasizing many of our events in a time zone friendly manner for the Asia Pacific region. But we see this growing over time. Right. And what motivated you to be to get involved with Thrive HR? So I've, I've spent my career working in HR. So I'm based here in Singapore, but originally from the United States. And I've worked in a number of different companies, different industries, different countries, and different capacities in HR from generalist to specialist, from single country responsibilities to multi-country to global responsibilities. And over the period of, of 2020, so really the, pan, the pandemic period, I've seen my, my friends and my peers in the HR community globally really stepping up and also feeling quite challenged and daunted by the uncertainty, the ambiguity, the anxiety of what has manifested itself since COVID. And I I recognize some of the, the stress that that the function and the HR professionals are feeling and really wanted to recognize the importance and the criticality of the HR professionals and HR leaders around the world that not only are we thinking about our organizations and our teams, but we also have the responsibility to think about our families and as well ourselves. So as HR is looking after the organization, our impetus is to look after HR. So to really foster the community of of HR professionals, to provide inspiration, to provide innovations, to provide insights in a world where there is no crystal ball, there is no playbook. And 
it's really going to be and has demonstrated to be incumbent upon all of us to work together as we navigate the uncertainty and we co-create the future of work and the future of HR. So it's really trying to bring people together and in a way to provide them with some guidance, some playbook to deal with the uncertainty that we are seeing right now. And beside H, well, given the name Thrive HR, again, prim- primary audience would be HR professionals, but would non-HR professionals find this platform useful as well? That's a great question. We absolutely see this as relevant for all people leaders. So much of the information that is made available is relevant to anyone who is leading a team, leading an organization, leading a family, leading in a community. When you speak with all these different members across the different countries, what, what are you seeing? Are there, are there any difference in terms of the maturity of the HR market between, say, Singapore versus Malaysia? Is there any difference in terms of your approach in trying to share those information with them? I think that's a really interesting question. One of the things that we're finding is that there's there's commonality across the markets of the challenges that are being experienced and the complexity that has been created and the ambiguity that exists. That is something that we all share. It's country agnostic, it's industry agnostic, it's it's even role agnostic. However, what we're seeing different is the timing by which different markets are experiencing some of the challenges. So if we think about going back six, eight, nine months ago, when the virus hit, it was hitting different countries at different times. And therefore, the move to virtual work was not synchronized, but it was happening sort of country by country or region by region. Likewise, the return to work and the programs and policies that governments were making available, while those might differ the timing of when things were starting, stopping, being communicated, et cetera, was also differing. And likewise, the return to work has has been out of sequence and, and differing by country. But I would say some of the top concerns that organizations have, CEOs have, HR has, are shared. It's about the employee experience. It's around employee engagement. It's around psychological safety and health and well-being of employees. And so those challenges are shared almost irrespective of the country or the organization. And it might just be that different roles in HR, different people in HR, depending on what their position is or their area of focus, might be looking at those challenges from a different perspective. So for example, someone who's in learning and development might be looking at return to work or communications from one perspective, while someone in who's in total rewards is thinking about other aspects, but with the similar challenge and problem that they're trying to solve. In terms of solving this problem, obviously they would join this platform to get a sense of some answer, some guidance. So right now you have a Slack group which allow people to interact with each other. And you also mentioned earlier on that you have some form of training programs. Could you elaborate more on that? Sure. We, we have a number of different ways for our members and our community to engage with one another. So there is Slack generally. There are also specific channels within Slack, such as HR technology and health and well-being and digital leadership and sustainability. So chat and conversation can happen on specific subject matters. And we have access to thought leaders and subject matter experts who are available in the channel for 
either broad discussion and or any specific conversations that start to come from those broader conversations and our ability to then connect someone from one country to another or an individual or team or an organization that's looking for more information on a particular topic. So for example, we've seen situations where perhaps there's an HR leader in the United Kingdom who unfortunately has to close an office or let employees go in New Zealand. And the ability to ask questions in the community around how do I go about doing that? And therefore, the ability for us to connect somebody who has a question and somebody who has an answer and to foster those relationships. Likewise, we have people in the platform who are coaches and we have people who want to be coached. We have people who are mentors and people who want to be mentored. We have what we call Ask Me Anything, which is experts who who are available on a particular topic for at a particular time to be available to respond to to questions that might be out there. So for example, an area of focus is really around HR technology. So we would have an expert around HR tech who might be available for a period of time online on Slack and people can come in and, and ask her anything in that almost like office hours type concept. So one of the areas of focus for us is really around training in HR technology for HR people. So we are developing in partnership um, with another entity a, a curriculum around HR tech training for HR at different levels, targeted at different levels within HR, and that will be delivered through an academy concept enabled by technology that we're looking to launch before the end of 2020. So HR professionals who are your audience or members would be able to assess this platform and go through some form of structured curriculum to get more insights and capability upgrade in terms of HR tech. Yes. So for example, we know that technology is changing at a, at a rapid rate and our ability as HR professionals to to keep up is is challenged because it's one of many priorities that we have. However, it's an important one. And so we're really committed through the Thrive HR Exchange and our and our partner to bring relevant content around HR technology in a learning experience that fits their needs and fits their time availability and their interest. So for example, the first learning experience that we will offer and make available to our members will be around AI for HR. And we see that being available into the December timeframe. On on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest comprehension of HR technology, where do you think HR people stand right now? Well, that's a little bit of a trick question. I think we're at the lower end of the spectrum. I would put us under five. It, it certainly varies by individual and it varies by years of experience typically, but I, I would say we're in the under, we're probably in the three to five category and, and the more senior and more experience, years of experience someone has, probably the lower the number. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Has that actually accelerated or changed the way you are operating TriFHR? Yes. So we are trying to be, and I believe we are, agile and responsive to the needs of the community. And so as we're hearing from our community members, what are the topics that are on their mind? What are the concerns of the day? We can leverage the 
the experience, the expertise, and the interest of our community members to help solve those problems. So for example, someone put into, into the chat, and does anybody have any suggestions about how to replicate water cooler talk? And so we had an entire kind of conversation with different people chiming in about different ideas to replicate the water cooler talk, which then caused one of our community members to write a blog about replicating the the water cooler talk, which is then now content that's available for, for all members to access different ideas, tips, and thoughts around how to address this particular this particular issue. I also like to tap your thoughts on an article that came out in the Sunday Times a few months ago when a different when a survey was conducted to identify the top five essential as well as the top five non-essential jobs in the market. And interestingly, HR actually falls under one of the top five non-essential jobs. Although this survey is unique to Singapore, I do see some relevance in other countries. I'd like to take your thought on that. Why do you think HR actually fall under that top five non-essential category and what can be done to improve the perception of HR? Yeah, I think it's a really, really interesting um, and provocative point that, that has been put out there. And I'm, I'm really curious as to kind of what the rationale would have been for the respondents to consider HR as, as non-essential. And I'm wondering if it's more, as you say, a perception of the quality or capability of HR or the performance of HR versus the level of essentialness of the function. Because when I think about the role of the function and the role of the profession, I almost can't think of a time like we're in today that could be more critical for HR. We have situations where we're moving from from working in offices to remote working to hybrid working. So all our ways of working in an organization are changing. Therefore, the, the need to demonstrate agility is critical. The need for proactive, regular communication has never been more critical to instill confidence and build trust between leaders and employees. We know that mental well-being and the employee experience are in the top three top of mind issues for CEOs globally. We know that the World Economic Forum just released um, some data that suggests that there will be 85 million jobs eliminated globally. However, 95 million jobs created globally in the pre and post pandemic period. And those jobs that are recreated will have different skills knowledge and abilities required to perform them than the jobs that have been eliminated. And therefore the need to understand what the new skills are, who potential, who has them today in the organization, who, who has the potential to develop them and how to actually go about building capabilities and building skills falls right in the remit of the HR function and the HR profession. And so I, I guess I would say to the article, I, I don't necessarily agree. I respect the fact that there have been, there's been a survey done and there've been responses granted. And so I think that our area of opportunity and our, our area of focus is to build our capabilities, build perception, help 
the business solve business problems and to demonstrate value to our organization and to our employees. So I, I think it's about perception um, and capability more than it is necessarily saying that the function is is more or less relevant in today's world or more or less essential in today's world. It is quite obvious that HR play a significant role in trying to make things better, especially given the fact that we are in a pandemic right now. But again, I guess the perception would seem to say otherwise. And I guess it's really about putting up your hand and claiming credit where credit is due. It's somewhat like those unsung heroes, you know. We we sell, we sell often uh, take it for granted that our roads are clean because people are cleaning it. And these are due to the daily hours put in by the blue-collar workers ensuring that the roads are clean. So similarly, I, I personally think HR could probably do a better job in claiming credit and that might help to drive across the notion as well as the understanding that, hey, that's right. HR is actually in charge of this. We are actually safe in the office right now because of HR. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I appreciate you saying that. I think one of the things that we have the opportunity to do is some more kind of humble boasting. But I also recognize that many people, most of the people that I meet in HR are not necessarily in it for self-promotion. They're in it to make the work environment better to make the employee experience better to look after others particularly in times of need and times of stress and and times of insecurity which is which is so prevalent for us here in Singapore and and globally and so this is another area where we with the Thrive HR exchange we're looking to also recognize the HR profession who is who is spending their time thinking about others other than the platform going live very soon, what's on your roadmap over the next three months or even into 2021? Yeah, so the platform is live. You can find it at the thrivehrexchange.com, which I think we'll probably share late, later. We have a program in place that we call Wellness Wednesdays. And we recognize that during this period, all of us are struggling from a well-being perspective and whether it be you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial well-being, we're, we're all feeling the, the stress to varying degrees and in varying ways. So what we've done with Wellness Wednesday is we're suggesting that, you know, just taking out and encouraging yourself, your friends, your family, your team to take just 30 minutes out of your day where we're offering diverse experiences through subject matter experts around the world at different times of day from unique places to share with the community and engage the community around just those 30 minutes to take out for yourself. So for example, we kicked off the the program a month or so ago by doing 30 minutes of, well, about 27 minutes of, of yoga at sunrise from Necker Island live, um, which is in the Caribbean. And so we could hear with a, with a wellness expert take, guiding us through that, that yoga. We've also had a meditation. We have a breathing session coming up. We have nutrition. We have a tea ceremony, just many different forms of mindful practices that can be applied and and put into place and we make that available free to our community and that would be something that i would certainly encourage people to have a look at what's available what's upcoming what 
might be of interest and what might fulfill their time availability. And if, if one is not available at the time the session is, is running, it's always available as well on demand afterwards. The other, another program that we're launching, as I said, is we will be launching um, an academy with a partner and that will be coming in pilot mode before the end of 2020 and in full swing into 2021. And we have many new partnerships and events and experiences that we're making available throughout 2020 and have a robust roadmap into 2021. And again, those are in the areas of sustainability and governance, HR technology and new innovations, health and well-being and inspiration and leadership and where we're seeing all of those categories intersect with one another and really trying to push the boundaries and provide insights and inspiration to HR professionals and people leaders in Singapore and globally. You will be able to find out more about Thrive Exchange on their LinkedIn and we will also be including the website of Thrive HR Exchange in the show notes. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you for your time. I wish you continued success on your journey with Thrive HR. Thank you, Adrian. Really appreciate you having me here today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it will be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this podcast and the episodes out to more people who may find it useful. I will see you in the next episode of The Adrian Tan Show.